I have to say that I don't often go to the Cottage Life magazine for spiritual inspiration, and yet I read this line from, I believe it's from First Nations and Yukon or NWT, but it said, don't try to move things, let things move you. And then a while ago, I listened to a Mark Nepo podcast, and in it, he talked about his process of writing. And he said what he does is he waits for his soul to guide him. And the minute that he feels that he's doing it for money or for a trend or for work, in quotation marks, then he stops because it's not coming from his soul. So here we are. I am in the second week of my business shutting down for COVID-19. And I'm up and down for sure. I woke up this morning with a sense of monotony. I couldn't get to my normal routines. I kept wanting to skip a step. And then I forgot one of my most important steps even. And I know that that is about stress. And I know that it's about tapping into grief. Disillusionment. There's something I've found I've done a lot since this really spiked, since this all really came together around the world. I've noticed my tendency to self-abandon. And the way that manifests is not that obvious, but I'm getting more and more sensitive to it. It's what I do is I, I blame myself for something. Or I go to old habits of not wanting to practice, not wanting to get on the mat, um, not listening to myself, just kind of pacing the floor, tensing, oh my gosh, tensing my, my shoulders and my neck and, you know, all the usual suspects. But, like, how normal is that, right? That we think somehow we're to blame. I was on the phone yesterday. There's this thing happening uh, where our, the banks in Canada are allowing some leeway for payments on loans and stuff, if, especially if someone like me doesn't have an income or has had to shut her business down. So I was on the phone. I was on hold for seven hours. Granted, at hour three and a half, I did talk to somebody and then was passed on to a different department. But then when it finally came and the agent picked up the phone, my mic was on mute. So he couldn't hear me, and so he hung up. And I just sat there, and my partner said, I don't know how you're holding this together. I don't know how you're handling this. We went for a walk, and I thought I exhaled it out, and this morning I noticed I was really kind of out of body. I'm like, I think I'm still punishing myself for that. So... When I was practicing this morning, 
it was a very, I would say, lightweight practice. I wasn't terribly present. And what I came to that helped me was, in answer to the question, what's the point, is it is the point simply to show up. It is the point to just get present to the moment and say, oh, now that. And otherwise, like if I spend my time thinking, well, how is this going to come together? What's going to happen at the end of this? One of the questions I find myself sort of perseverating over is, what will be our new normal? You know, will we always have um, plexiglass between us and cashiers at the grocery store? Will the new normal be that, that we don't touch? But if I stay in those future questions of which I have no answers or to which I have no answer, then I'm not useful. And you know what else? I feel like I'm wasting my time because I have this time. And the craziest things are happening. Things like stuff I wanted to do for literally years I am doing like one is I have started to crochet I've been looking for something to do with my hands at night while I watch tv or talk to my partner or whatever I wanted to be creating something because really I work a lot and I spend a lot of energy on my work so then I feel like well what what's in it for me I know that sounds weird I get so much from my work I get so fed and especially now I'm realizing it but I do also feel like I end up sort of spinning on a wheel of workaholism so I wanted to get some online stuff going because I know that that will in the end make things a little bit less demanding but I just didn't have the time. Like if you have a majorly full-time job and then you take on trying to do YouTube videos, God help you. Like that's, it's just a lot, right? So now I have time to figure this stuff out. We just changed our logo at Ahimsa. I actually have time to get that new logo up on our different platforms. And then I have time to do a podcast, I think it's only been a week since my last one and normally I would have, you know, waited a bit longer. I just vacuumed all around the fireplace. But what I'm seeing in this time is opportunity. And if I am always worried about the future and if I'm always listening to the news, I'm, I'm wasting my time. And if we learn anything from this, surely we could learn that time is precious. Because it really is. I read um, Heather Malick's piece in the Toronto Star. talked about, you know, in a way, this is like a preamble to how we'll end up having to deal with um, climate change. And she's right. You know, 
this is something that we can develop a vaccine for and we likely will. Um, what I notice that is unfortunate is that we're doing all the things, th well, within some, so there's a lot we're, we're doing, we're not doing anymore that was creating problems like, you know, flying and driving a ton and all that, using a lot of resources. But uh, we're also using plastic bags again and hand sanitizers and we're getting disconnected again. So a lot of our practices are precisely the things that were getting us into trouble with climate change. So how we, how we manage this, how we walk through COVID can be really impactful on ourselves as well as the planet. I am loving going for a walk in the middle of the day. It's just my partner and I, and, you know, we maintain social distancing from everyone that we see. We haven't touched any dogs, even though I really want to touch every dog. But to get out, and spring is here, and it's such an enlivening time of year. So it's opportunities, right? You know, Paul said to me, we're going to learn so much about ourselves through this. And we're not going to like everything we learn but we're going to learn a lot, and I think he's so spot on with that. One thing I've learned, I've been watching how we all deal with stress, at least the people that are really close to me. Some get angry. Some get paralyzed. Luckily, it's a temporary um, paralysis. For me, I find I just, I take action. I can't help but take action. And I find if I can't take action, I feel imprisoned. That's when I get toward that anxious, uh, probably anxiety-based depression, really, is if I feel like I can't do anything. I also realized that the thing that makes my heart beat, the thing that really gives me life's energy, is, the, is bringing people together. So my main water my sorry my main element wow is water and water is about bringing people together and if you are a leader in with a water element it's that you bring large groups of people together and and generally there's learning and and I I can't live without that so I've I can't believe I'm actually going to say this but I'm so incredibly grateful for social media and Facebook specifically. And if you had told me a month ago that I'd be saying that, I would be like, are you kidding me? But truly I am. And I'm grateful to all the people that are able to keep it going. The people that are working. And they're thankfully still earning an income. So that we can gather. So I'm gathering at 10 a.m. every morning on Facebook. And we do this live yoga session. And I'm calling people out. As their name pops up on my screen, I'm saying, good morning, Dale, and good morning, Lindsay. And I know if there are kids that are with them, then I'm saying good morning to the kids as well. And, and everyone said to me, I just so love hearing everybody's names. Because we're just feeling kind of isolated, not kind of, we're feeling incredibly isolated. And there's a desperation that comes with it.
So how do we how do we take advantage of this time? And I don't think that that means that every moment we say, oh, this is the best, because it's not. This is terrible. This is really hard. And it's going to get harder the longer we're in isolation. And there are moments of such beauty in this. And there are moments of incredible possibilities in this. When we went for our walk, Paul said, you know, I think my heart is growing a size because I'm waving at all these people that I don't know. And I'm really joyful to see them. I'm paraphrasing now, but, you know, we're both so excited to see people and, and that they wave back and there's this sense of solidarity. I'm really so grateful to our prime minister that he shows up every day. And I feel like we're in wartime because we are, but I feel like it's back to those times where you'd gather around the radio and, and listen to the leader, whoever the leader was at the time. And I think, you know, he keeps on saying we're all in this together and I'm hearing that over and over again on the CBC and I'm saying it as many times as I can on social media. But when I see people walking, I feel like we're saying that to each other, like, hi, you know, I'm in this with you and what do you need? So there's real beauty in that. And there's this whole online world that is really weird, but really vibrant and it's fertile I mean I know it's fertile for a lot of stuff but uh, I'm going to use it for my best seed planting you know when I think about what's going to be the new normal what are we what are we moving toward I can go to fear around that sure but I'm also part of that picture So I want to make sure I have my say in what we're moving toward. You know, Wendy and I put out a book, uh, gosh, I think it was two years ago now, uh, The Necessity of Touch, and you probably know about that because of our podcast, but um, we put it out at at the height of hashtag me too, and we thought, oh, good Lord, here we are, a society that's saying we shouldn't touch because touch is inappropriate or can so often be inappropriate. And here we are saying, no, 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 go touch. And now here we are where we're hand sanitizing ourselves to death and we're wearing gloves and masks and touching is forbidden. Standing even close to someone that isn't your loved one is completely forbidden. And boy, oh boy, I don't want that future. I want a future where I'm going to touch. And I know it's part of my boosting of immunity is to keep in touch with people not now, not when COVID's up and about but that's not part of my future and I don't know about the plexiglass thing it's possible, it'd be too bad because I, I love our, our town you know, in Huntsville I know our cashiers and it's really important that that we connect even something like that you know, my, my father-in-law lives on his own and he's so he's very lonely and all he does is watch sports all day and then he'll go out for lunch and some days he goes to the grocery store and some days to the bank well those are all social right that is his social life full stop 
All of that's taken away, including sports. So he's like flapping in the breeze. He just doesn't know which way is up. But for him, that was his social connection. That was his community, the taxi drivers, right? So what kind of future are we building? And how can we mindfully build it? You are the shaper of humanity, and so am I. So instead of spending time worrying, let's spend time living. It's a really great time of year. Oh gosh, I've noticed the funniest thing. We still have a lot of snowbanks, and I've noticed people shoveling their snowbanks off their lawns and stuff. And I'm like, well, if you can't do anything else, help the snow to melt. But what a great time of year to get some seeds started, right? Uh, metaphorically as well as physically. What a great time of year, what a great time of humanity to, instead of texting, call. Have you, oh my gosh, how many phone calls are you making? I just love it. I just love it. How many times I'm talking. I, I think maybe I'm talking to certain people more than I did before. Not just on the phone, but in person. Before. So it's hard times, right? But I agree with Paul that we're going to learn so much about ourselves. And I think, I hope that the thing that we'll learn the most is how to support ourselves through times that are trying. You know, I know a lot of people get caught up in anxiety and sometimes it, it's like the anxious people feed off of each other and it becomes their identity. we got to stop that. We've got to feed off of each other in our trust, in our love, and in our hope. That's the hard work, but it's got to happen. It's like quitting smoking. Quit the anxiety. Quit the attachment to news. Listen once a day. Listen twice a day if you have to. And personally, I can't watch it. I don't want the... I don't want two senses at one time taking in that brutality. I can just deal with one sense organ, right? So ears are it for me. Quit, right? Quit despairing. You can spend some time there for sure. I think that's part of being present is to say, I feel despair today. Or, I feel anxious today. I'm sad. My grief, oh my gosh, my grief is so massive. I watched um, this thing where all these different musicians around the world played together. They played The Weight by the band. And I cried. And then I tried to tell Paul about it and I cried again. But I really needed to. So hope is not the abandonment of grief. Positivity is not without negativity. You are allowed to have every emotion you need to have. 
just be mindful of what you're feeding. You know, in in the admission of despair, we do connect. And as much as I don't want you to live there, talk about it, get it through, and then talk about how to help each other back up. We're going to need each other for a long time after this. Like, I mean that, I know we always need each other, but this is big. I put out a fundraiser for work because I want to be able to open the doors again whenever this is over. And to do that, I need to pay rent at a time where there's no income. I am shocked and amazed, utterly blown away by what has come in. Because people want me to be able to open the doors when this is over. In the end, it's totally self-serving in the most fabulous way. We need each other. And we're going to need to help each other recover from this. We're going to need each other to shape the future that we all want to live in. And I will tell you that if you're listening to this podcast, if you've gotten this far with it, then you are definitely someone that I would like to create the future with. Because if you've been listening for this long, then you're a seeker. You are a relator. And for that reason alone, I'm with you. So let's get curious. Let's get adventurous. How do you want to spend your time today? It's precious. What are you going to do today to give you a spark of hope? And I can't wait to wash the windows. I want to wait till the snow melts. But boy, is that ever going to make me feel good. I'm going to make some peanut butter cookies. I haven't made them since I was a kid. I'm going to make some gluten-free cornbread. French onion soup. Because I have time. And you know what? All the other stuff is just falling away. Body image. Whether or not I'm successful. All that stuff. Whatevs. I'm healthy. I'm loved. I'm here. And you know what? Through being alive, I'm making a difference. And so are you. So, I don't know you, and sometimes it bothers me when people say this in like a Facebook post or an advertisement even more. If Virgin Mobile tells me one more time that they love me, I'm going to get mad. But if you've gotten this far in the podcast, I do love you. And I hope that if I don't already know you, I get to sometime get to know you. Your connection to me matters a lot to me. And all of the connections that I'm making over this time, they are my medicine. 
they can be your medicine too. We don't have to stay in doom. I look forward to rebuilding the world with you. In the meantime, be well, stay safe, and every day could you do me a favor and visualize peace and visualize the future you want to create with me. Om Shanti. Namaste.